tuning in, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Loftus Patty Podcast. I'm from Paston all of a sudden. I don't know why. All right. We've got an insane show. That's not insane. We have a very good show. How about that? We have a high-quality show. We have uh, my buddy Chad Prather stopping by. You know this guy. You've seen his show on The Blaze. You've heard him on the radio. You've seen him on uh, Facebook. You might have seen him live on stage with yours truly. So he's coming by. He's running for governor of Texas. He's got his eye on the future. Stay tuned for that. As always, uh, we have the Liberty Gimlet on the other end of the Internet of Things. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Still yeah. living in Marca because I'm in Georgia where we have the best governor. I guess you guys do. I guess you oh, guys we do. totally do. All right. Us, we got- us in Florida. I'll give, Flor- I'll, I'll give Florida their due, too. I tell you what. That's too funny. I've got such a hankering for Florida right now. It's unbelievable. It's like I mean, I, I do the West Coast beaches, and now mm-hmm. I'm doing the I'm doing the East Coast beaches. But like, there's something very there's something very specific about that Gulf. I could totally. That's where I'd like to be today. I would like to be on the Gulf side. Just mm-hmm. sitting at some outdoor cafe. Little watching- Destin, maybe. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, we got so much on tap uh, for the show. Like I said, Chad Prather's here. Uh, We got to talk about these, uh, the post office shenanigans. Uh, We will get to that. Uh, We'll talk about a little bit about the Gutfeld show. Uh, I was on last night. I was, I was, I was censored. (laughs) Uh, What? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story. But in it, it, it's nothing, nothing nefarious, nothing nefarious, but it's funny to me. It's Are you funny. Get to go back. Uh, I hope so. I'm gonna have, to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to reach out to the producers. I have to reach out to Greg and just. I think maybe a little apology on my side is in order. I might have pushed the envelope a little bit too far, but you know what? That's, That's how hard on Gutfeld show, dude. <laughs> I'm yeah. proud of you. Um. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that uh, is happening today, I'm going to be uh, protesting. I'm going to be at a protest. Just found out I'm going to be speaking. Uh, we're, we're talking about the, the lockdowns, the, the crazy new rules, the ever-changing goalposts uh, for the lockdowns here in the state of New York. Uh, so we'll get to that a little bit of Portland. I want to start off, though, with the Democrat convention we we got to get into that a little bit that was now listen i'm i'm gonna be just completely and and totally honest here and i'm not gonna get crazy partisan just yet this is it's like when you flip the coin at a football game you know the home field the advantage all that stuff it's nice because you know you got trump in the white house the democrats they have to go first they have to, they have their convention first, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they had to try to figure it out. They had to, okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to, you know, make it safe and the Zoom calls and all this stuff? So that's that's a challenge, right? That is a challenge. Now, granted, people have been doing Zoom calls and they've been doing teleconferencing now for months. So 
technical stuff. Hopefully, you can get that uh, out of the way. I, uh, I, I did not. In terms of the in terms of the convention and and like it's a hard, how do you get spectacle? You want some kind of spectacle uh, in there. They tried. It was a a huge swing and a miss. Starting with that uh, that horrific version of uh, that Stephen Steele's Stephen Stills song. That was just who was that even? I'm sorry. Who were they trying to speak to with that old hippies? I I think that they were trying to. Now that song has been sampled in a lot of music because that's such mm-hmm. an iconic. Bong, bang, bong, bang. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got a great beat. However, just completely tone deaf. Just completely tone deaf. When that song's written. You got a bunch of hippies, you know, trying to put flowers in rifles of National Guardsmen. And that's, you know, that's back from when when the cops would just run around and beat people up. We've had 80 nights of riots in Portland. It ain't the cops. We had we have riots in Seattle. It ain't the cops. They've been standing down. We got cops getting beat up. We have cops getting beat up in the streets in New York. We have cops getting beat up in the streets of Chicago. You guys are the violent ones. The Democrats. Yeah. It was just so surreal. And there's an outfit, and I think you know these guys uh, from uh, Red Nation Rising. And mm-hmm. somebody, somebody over there did their own cut. Of, of, I think the guy's name is Billy Porter, or uh, who was who was singing mm-hmm. the song. They just, they just kind of intercut all the violence from Portland and Seattle and Chicago, and I'm like, that's great, that's perfect. Yeah, there's something happening here, and then they just roundhouse. They're they're kicking a guy in the head and knocking him out because he mm-hmm. had the audacity to try to stop them from beating up and robbing a trans woman. It was just perfectly insane. And then uh, the the emotional manipulation, the emotional minute on that on that last night when you're like, oh, holy God. crap, they're gonna they're gonna try they are gonna have Hunter out there, which you have to you have to. That was nothing. That was a whole bunch of nothing. Uh, but man, the the stutter setting up the stutter. Uh, and that that little that boy who read that prepared speech and his overcoming his stutter that was that was the most heartwarming part of the convention, but they just set you up with like, oh Biden's had this horrible life and this tragedy and that tragedy and then the stutter. So like if if Biden came out and put five words together, you're supposed to be rooting for him. You're supposed to be like, oh look at him, he overcame all this stuff and he's still. Speaking, so that was that was the big setup. What was what was uh, what bugged you the most? Oh my god, do we have that much time? <laughs> we got we got to go highlight. We all we all signed up at PJ Media to live blog it. Okay. So I was there all four days, <clears throat> watching it from beginning to end. Wow! And finally, when Biden went over, I'm like, I'm reclaiming my time. If they can't uh, keep to a schedule, I got I got nothing more. I can't do this anymore. Um, 
let's see, I'm totally tone deaf on that first song. It actually looked like they were celebrating the violence, which isn't going to win you Peoria, right? Yeah. Um, the, um, the whole thing with the $20 million Barack Obama gave to Joe Biden to find a cure for cancer, which we still haven't. Yeah. The moonshot, the, the moonshot, moon right. The moonshot that didn't happen. Um, unfortunately for Joe Biden, private industry is going to cure cancer. It's called CRISPR and it, yeah. it, it's on the way to doing it. So just stop Joe, just stop. Government doesn't fix anything. Um, then, like, the whole back third of it was this really creepy memorial service to Bo Biden. Yeah. And the thing that bugged me the most was when Ashley and Hunter were on, they talked more about Bo than they did their dad. And then they threw it to Bo Biden's 2012 convention comments, which was just creepy. Yeah. It was just so uh, maudlin. Just oh, so God. It was just very, a, I very... call it the dep- Depression and Dementia Convention. God, it was awful. Yeah, and then, to me, and I think this is you as well, like, all of it I can handle. All of it, like, from a television production side and from a a writer's standpoint, you can see what they're doing. You can see behind the curtain. You're like, okay, well, this is to make us sympathetic to Joe, and this is this mm-hmm. is setting up that, and nicely done, good craftsmanship. Yes, he's a sympathetic character. Uh, you, you, yeah, it's horrible with Bo and, and the stutter and all that stuff. Then when Biden came out, I really felt, and God knows how many takes that speech took, right? There, yeah, I, I think I, it was pre-recorded. I don't think that was live. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. If I'm producing that show, um, nope. Nope, no way am I going live with that guy because you will just watch your party crumble before your very eyes when he can't mm-hmm. remember uh, the the preamble to the Constitution or the or the Declaration. So I was overwhelmed. I, I got not overwhelmed. I was so mad when he came out that with that whole Charlottesville lie and the good people on both sides. That's where I'm like, that's a bridge too far, dude. Now I have, uh, you've, not only have you wiped out all the sympathy, now I can't stand you. Like, I literally, Mm -hmm. now I cannot stand you. For him to come out and and try, and you know that they, there's no way they don't know. Even CNN doesn't run that one anymore. Even CNN doesn't run. But that's the thing. They do not care about the facts and they just want the emotion they just want the emotion and for him to really dial it up the veins they come marching out of the darkness with their torches veins bulging on their necks that's where i'm like is he is he gonna do this when he's going veins bulging on their necks so i i was just horrified by that and i was watching all of this on msnbc and they didn't say a word Brian mm-hmm. Williams, Brian Williams didn't fact check it. Rachel Maddow didn't fact check it. No one. Joy Reid, no one. I watched their coverage for another hour after that. No one said a word. And that tells you everything you need to know, ladies and gentlemen. They know it's a lie. They 
No, it's a lie, and they don't care. Should scare everybody. Should terrify everybody. I was I was so pissed. One thing did make me happy. Mm-hmm. AP actually fact-checked Michelle Obama when she was talking about kids in cages. AP was like, nah-uh, that was your hubby who built those and did it first. I was like, yes, yeah. thank you. Thank you. At least something, something, right? I did. I did. But, a, uh, okay, go I ahead. Mean, go ahead. I'm sitting. Okay, so Bill. Okay, first of all, they have all of Hollywood in their pocket. It should have looked better than an eighth grade graduation PowerPoint. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, Julia yeah. Louis-Dreyfus was awful. She wasn't even funny. Like, you well, can tell she was reading these totally canned jokes, and then, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, lounge comedy. This is awful. Yeah, I I <clears throat> feel bad for her, too, just as a just as a performer, because she's like, listen, she can have her political opinion. I believe she's wrong. She's incredibly talented. And they're like, oh, you know, she's she's this character on, on Veep, and it's a popular show. So she shows up, and yeah, she had to do that. It was like really oh bad, my God, like Oscars type jokes. I can see, like, she did that bit worse with Andy than that. Yang. Oh, that was yeah. awful. Yeah, that wasn't. And they, that and was so Yang bad. was Yang was trying. He 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 tried. She tried to save it, uh, but okay. I got to talk they about this. Even, they didn't even try to pretend they didn't pre-record because you're sitting there watching the losers roundtable, right? On yeah. the fourth night. Yeah. And it's the middle of the afternoon behind Bernie Sanders. It's uh, just I'm like watch, you guys aren't even trying. Just to watch everybody uh, sell out and. Big, I loved it when they had their little round table to show that everybody was playing nice, nice. They're like, listen, uh, and it was Cory Booker. Hey, we we were all on stage together, and we all had our disagreements, but now we're all getting together around Joey Biden because we care about this country, and Donald Trump's a scary man. So here we are. We're all going to sit down. Here's all the candidates. And you're like, where's Tulsi? Where's, where's Tulsi Gabbard? Why was she not? Why was she not invited? She's she's a politician. She's a woman. She's of color. She's like, what? So that, that's another thing that tells you everything. Boy, uh, Tulsi must have really, really done some serious damage to, uh, to Kamala because they did not invite her back. I want to say this in terms of, uh, like, I'm pretty good. One of the things that I'm going to pat myself on the back here, I'm pretty good about separating uh, the art from the artist. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, for the most part, I don't care about, like, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Okay, she did her thing, whatever. I can still enjoy her in Seinfeld, right? I got no... Mm-hmm. Everybody sure. was, like, railing on uh, Billie Eilish. Uh, and she she did a song... And uh, I watched it and, like, didn't care for what Billy was saying. And she's so young, you guys. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, she's just so – that's – you're a Democrat when you're that – when you're 
when when you're a kid like that, you're a Democrat. You're like, we need to hug everybody more, right? It makes perfect sense. Yeah. That song she sang was great. I can't stop listening to it. I'm. It's called uh, My Future, and wow, like the video is kind of you know it is what it is. It's kind of but man, that is a great song, and her voice is just fantastic. I I like me the Billie Eilish. However, like I need to be uh, uh, in a room. Uh, with her and uh, oh, who's the other girl? Uh, Taylor Swift. I can talk. To, you give me half an hour. You give me half an hour in a room with Billie Eilish and Taylor Swift. They will both walk out of there thirty-one minutes later, voting for Trump. I swear to God, it's like you're surrounded by people who all think the same way. No one questions mm-hmm. your belief system because you're super rich and you're incredibly talented. But but um, this is an open invitation to Billy and to Taylor. Let's hang out. Let's do a hangout, and and you'll be you will vote for Trump this November. Did you um, hear the song? The Billy Eilish one. I did. Oh, it it and- was good, and I mean, she like you said, she's young. I'm not. But I'll tell you the song I didn't like the lyrics to was the one John Leg- Legend did with Common. Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh my God! Talking about equal justice or equal justice isn't isn't good enough. Like it was really, there were some serious black supremacist overtones to that, and it was very disturbing. Yeah, I don't go listen to it. You'll be like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you know, John Legend and and Common. They're not going to hold back. They're they're gonna. They didn't. They're gonna let it rip. I am a. so I'm looking forward to. Uh, oh, and, man, and the ratings were way down. The ratings Very. were were down from. There was a point where I forget who it might have been after the Biden speech, where they went to a live shot. It's like that Brady Bunch shot where it's all the little squares with the people mm-hmm. in them, and like a bunch of the squares were empty, and like, oh dear, two, yeah, two people had lost their connection. And two people had gone over to watch Netflix. Can you can you imagine? You well, don't stick around at the end. You're like, oh no, I got I got I got to watch Tiger King. <laughs> well, did you see Kamala Harris's? They repeated the squares mm-hmm. to fill them in. Three people were repeated twice. Yeah, I'm like you guys. And but here's the beautiful part, right? The Please day don't. after Kamala Harris spoke. Trump's approval rating went up three points. Yeah. And, and now you're supposed to get a post-convention bump? Yeah. And Trump got their post-convention bump. I, that's got to be a first. That's got to be a first. It has to be. I was looking it has at to be. I was laughing so hard when I was writing this. <laughs> Not only that. Unaffiliated voters, we have an eight-point swing in unaffiliated voters who are going to watch the GOP convention versus those who said they were going to watch the Democrats. It is, uh, I'm it like, is, oh it my is goodness. bonkers. That's, and that's, well, we got, we got Chad Prather coming up, and, and I want to talk to Chad about this uh, as well. But it's like in the battle of ideas, and now hopefully it's like crystal clear to everybody. It's crystal 
we can always we should still scream it from the mountaintops but you look at these cities where it's been democrat rule okay you've get you're you're not getting any pushback from republicans you got you got a democrat as the chief of police you got a democrat city council you got a democrat mayor you got a democrat all of it democrat democrat you've got free reign and they are nightmares they are nightmares look at portland look at seattle look at chicago look at baltimore how can you look at how california can you, yeah look at san francisco look at los angeles how can you say you have better ideas when those are the results did you hear did you hear gavin newsom no what did that guy do now He's bitching about wildfires again. I'm like, dude, this happens every year. Get your forestry programs under control. Start cleaning it out and fix your freaking electrical grid because it ain't all going to wind power. You literally are, are one of the richest states in the freaking union and you have rolling blackouts because of your terrible policies. And now you want to take this crap nationwide. It's it's really horrifying. There when you think about California, they're like, okay, more wind, more solar. Just, just take the wildlife alone. How many millions of birds are just ended by those wind turbines? You see them all the mm-hmm. time. Half the time, they're not, they're not even spinning. It takes more energy to make a wind turbine than you ever get out of it. It mm-hmm. is. It's a noble idea. This is the this is the this, these are my this is my overall thoughts on the Democrat Party. It's a you have a noble idea, but this way ain't working. Yes, I see that your your heart breaks for these people who are, but that ain't the way to help them. Yes, I know you want clean energy. That ain't gonna cut it. It's horrible. Well, and you're not serious about clean energy unless you're willing to put nuclear into the mix. Yes, you're just not. Yes. And and, and, and and I finally heard the reason that Democrats don't want nuclear. What's that? Because you have infinite water, infinite fertilizer, infinite energy. You take scarcity away, they have nothing to run on. Oof. Yeah. Great point. Mm-hmm. Great point. Okay, you guys, check this out. Uh, we got the political cowboy. We got Mr. Chad Prather joining the show. Right after the break, and then after that, uh, I'll tell a little story about uh, the Greg Gutfeld show. Uh, we got some, ooh, we got some Batman news. We got some guitar news, and we're gonna be talking about the post office, sexy, sexy post office. So unbutton that top button on your pants. Have another piece of pie. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. 
Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! We're very happy to have our next guest here. He, you've seen him. He's, he's all over Facebook. He's all over the United States of America. He's all over the blaze. The one and only Chad Frather. Chad, how's it going, man? Crowd goes wild. Hey, buddy. They do. Your voice, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to hear. It's good to actually talk to you and not just listen to the show or see you on video. Um, what I'm trying to say is I miss you, Michael. I miss I, you. You know what? Right back at you. And I'm going to, I'm going to be honest here. I'm just going to rip the bandaid off. Uh, I'm, I've been so jealous. I've been so jealous. You were at the, uh, the, the Mount Rushmore, uh, yeah. big gig, the big, the, t- they brought the, uh, fireworks back. I saw you out there and I'm like, man, that's gotta be great. And you've been out, was- you've been out doing shows too. Been out doing shows, dude. I got a, I got a, um, a real patriot boner at the, uh, at the <laughs> Trump thing. Does it get bigger? <laughs> there, I took a mag of Viagra, baby. I, I'm telling you, Michael. That so. First of all, let me just tell you, Trump is so cool, right? He's so cool because they come in that you can see Air Force One on the big screen, and you know he's going to do a flyby at Mount Rushmore. Yeah. You know, so here comes here. Here it comes. They're playing ACDC's Thunderstruck, which you have to over the loudspeakers. And here comes Air Force One, all blue, white, majestic, flying past, uh, you know, Lincoln and Roosevelt and Jefferson and Washington. The plane's upside down. Donnie T's hanging out, pumping his fist. The hair hasn't <laughs> moved. It's amazing, dude. So I'm telling you, I, a tear came to my eye, and I got, and I, and I took a little uh, patriot boner. Absolutely, it's I can't imagine. I've just been out to Mount Rushmore. I've driven across the country my fair share of times. Stopped by Devil's Tower. That's amazing. Stopped by Mount Rushmore. It's it's insane. I can't imagine taking it to that next level of fireworks and then Air Force One and all that stuff. So I was insane. It, it was jealous. honestly. It was honestly a bucket list item that I didn't know I had, and it was so amazing that I'm thinking I, I never thought I would see something this amazing with the fireworks there. And, you know, Christy Noem, the governor of South Dakota, is doing a fantastic job, and it kind of irritates me because, you know, these days everybody keeps saying that Texas needs to be more like South Dakota. And I'm like, look, South Dakota doesn't put their flag on women's bikinis. South Dakota doesn't have its own toast. South Dakota <laughs> waffle iron in the shape of the state we're texas by god so stop comparing us but she's doing a fantastic job man she's kept that state open and it's it's pretty exciting place to be right now that was a pretty boss move on her part it was a pretty boss move when she's like yeah we don't need the unemployment help we're good like she's like you can you keep your money it's like somebody's trying to tip you and you're like no no i'm good trust me i'm fine yeah, dude, she's a she's a strong lady. I mean, she's a strong lady, and uh, and takes takes no uh, takes no sass off of anybody. She really doesn't. I dig it. I dig it. Now, I, there's so I got so many questions for you because I, I you and I were doing shows together. 
an absolute blast. And we're going to do we're going to do more of those that that oh, yeah. more of that needs to happen. Sure. That needs to happen. We had a great time. I first saw you on uh, Facebook uh, uh, years ago with the uh, unapologetically Southern clip, which if you guys haven't seen that, go back and watch that. Would, is that is that like your uh, your your flag on Iwo Jima? Do you think that's the one where that was just like your big come out? Yeah, uh, in, inadvertently, I'll put it that way. Uh, it was not the one that I thought was the biggest or was going to be the biggest, but it, it became known as. And so I, I don't apologize. You know, that's unapologetic. I don't apologize for it. I'm, I'm pretty proud of it because it was really just a spur of the moment video that I did. Yeah. Back when things were heating up, you know, and the South was catching a lot of flack. And, and so I pulled in my driveway and, and popped that one off. And, and honestly, it went crazy on YouTube. I didn't even know it had done it. Right. Uh, because I was so used to doing videos on Facebook that that would blow up several million. And then all of a sudden Fox news started calling me and I'm like, really? That's the video. That's, that's the one that isn't that hilarious. Yeah. So it's what, crazy. Now, hold up, hold up. Which one did you think was going to be the one? What was the video? <laughs> I love this. What was the one you did? And you thought, Oh, that's it right there. That's a million yeah. clicks, bitch. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I did one about, people stomping on the flag and burning the flag and I made a mistake in it. And so this thing blew up in the millions. I pissed off the Marines. Uh, I did a video about, I said, if you, if you want to burn the flag or step on the flag, why don't you go and find a platoon of Marines coming back from deployment, rip one of those Velcro patches off and throw it on the ground in front of them. Well, the Marines don't have Velcro patches. First of all, it's so, I was good. I was headed into the gym. I came out. This thing was at 2 million after just working out for an hour and a half in the gym. I come back out. The thing's at 2 million views. So there were videos like that that just went insane that I thought would be bigger. Right. Uh, and, there, you know, there's a handful of them out there that I thought were going to be bigger than that one. But, yeah, that, um, you know, I, that there's certain videos out there that if you count views on different social platforms that are in the hundreds of millions of views. So it's insane. You can't do that now. I mean, you, Facebook and, and social media has changed so much. The censorship is so real. Yeah. That had I not done that six years ago, five years ago, whatever it was, it just wouldn't be done. People ask me all the time now, how do you do it? How do you do it? And you know, it's it's like you just can't get those kind of numbers anymore. It's insane. It's too funny. Like you can you can go back and track. You're like, okay, they don't know. They don't. They're not on me here. Right. It's yeah. just it's an organic thing. People are sharing, and then you you can actually pinpoint the moment. You're like, uh oh, somebody woke up and they dialed me back down. <laughs> That's exactly it's it. Cool. But man. Uh, yeah, I saw that uh, Candace Owens is now suing Facebook for censorship. So I, I wish her all the luck in the world. Um, okay, so I want to I want to ask you this. Then we got to talk about uh, the governor run. We got to talk about the RNC and and your thoughts about the the Democrat convention. I'm guessing that back in 2016 that that Trump wasn't your guy. You're one of these like like me. Going in end of any twenty end of twenty fifteen beginning of twenty sixteen, Trump was not my dude. 
I found myself on the Trump train. Now I find myself up with the engineer saying we need some we need some more coal in this engine. <laughs> yeah, I, as you say, I had one of those skadoosh moments where I was like, okay, it all makes sense now, uh, because I said back in 2015, trying to figure out which candidate to vote for is like trying to figure out which venereal disease you're most okay living with for the next four to eight years. Yeah. So, so I didn't understand Trump and that it, it, it's almost like finding Jesus, right? Like I don't <laughs> understand this religion. I don't, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, the logic doesn't fit. Not when you've got a guy like Ted Cruz who, uh, Ted doesn't have the personality, but he's probably one of the top five smartest guys on the planet. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm like, my mother would say, you got to vote for Trump. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense. I wonder what's the guy saying. And then all of a sudden you see the light and it makes sense. And it's like, oh, I get it. Because let's face it, nobody could put up with what he's put up with. If they would just let the man do his job. Instead, what they do is they try to keep him talking, keep him talking, because let's face it, he's going to put his foot in his mouth. And that's just the way he is. Yeah. And he's apologetic about it. Uh, so that's their ploy to keep him talking. But I'm with you. He, we are we are within uh, 60 days to four years of this country being fundamentally, absolutely, unrecognizably changed. Trump has got to get reelected. And then in 24, God only knows what's going to happen because uh, fundamental change is on the way at some point in time. I'm talking like fall of Rome type proportions for America. I'm right there with you. I'm if, right there with you. If, if patriots don't rise up, speak up, do what they need to do, put their money where their mouth is, step in and take over, we're in bad trouble. And dude, this is why, like earlier when we were talking i'm like yeah we did some shows together we got to do those again we got to do that but i really think that's where it is like live shows you go out there you're making people laugh you're making sense you bring out your guitar we have fun people are drinking and they're having a good time and and no bullshit this is complete and total honesty that is the future and that's what i'm trying to do uh, you know, at the Loftus parties, like who would you want to? Who do you want to hang out with? Someone who's going to go, oh, you weren't kind to that person in the wheelchair. Oh, you, you did, did it. Or some people who are just singing, laughing, slinging jokes, having a good time, and going, hey, we are free, and we want to keep it that way. I really think uh, it's it's the pop culture part of it. Okay, uh, but enough. Just say on that, Michael, because you're right. That you know, comedy is the last bastion of free speech, and it's under attack. Lenny Bruce, George Carlin, those guys, they went to jail for what we do today. Yeah. They went to jail for it. And and for us to be able to get up there and do comedy, it's like a mini rally. And that you're right, 100%. That's where it's got to stay. Because I, I, it, it seems abundantly clear to me that they want to peel off people on the right. They, they, they want to make you feel alone. They want to make you feel isolated, like somehow – you must not be very smart. You know, you're voting for the wrong candidate. And just people who are out there on the forefront who who aren't, we don't have sticks on our ass. We know how to have a good time and just have that party atmosphere. That's what it's all about. Okay. Uh, we got to get to this, man. 
uh, your show on the the Blaze. When did you when did you get over uh, and start hanging out with Glenn Beck and doing your show over there? Yeah, I hate that guy. The, uh, <laughs> the I'm so jealous of him, dude. When dude. when when I came in and did your show, and and we were over at the studio, and I saw all his Star Wars stuff. Oh my lord! Yeah, he's he's quite the collector, man. Uh, no, I, I was with CRTV. We went back and forth for about six months trying to figure out what would go in my schedule and what would work. And so CRTV, which had been Levin TV, yeah. uh, you know, so I came on with them and two days after signing a contract with them, they called me on the phone and said, Oh, we merged with the blaze. So now we're with Glenn Beck. And I'm like, WTF dude, I'm like, what, <laughs> what's going on here now? You know? But Glenn's never been anything but gracious to me. Uh, he doesn't live on the same planet we do. Uh, the guy's brain works in an ethereal place. I, it's just weird. Uh, he's It's orbiting the planet somewhere. And uh, it's always been good. And they have taken so much good care of me over the last two years, man. Uh, the studio we've got, you've been in it. It's second yeah. to none. It's gorgeous. I mean, they give me free reign to run my mouth and say what I want to say. Uh, and, and it's just been a blast and that has been a savior for me in a big way because social media being what it is, as we talked about earlier, it gives me another platform that's a large platform and it puts me in a family of people where we can kind of network together and in getting information out there. So that's a, that's a big thing for me. Yeah. Now, well, first of all, we got to, we got to get Glenn out to a show. We need, we need to do some shows yeah. in Dallas. I, we got to get. Glenn back on stage. I want to. I want to hear what his old act was like. Now, this is where this is. Uh, well, he used to be a stand-up, yeah, yeah. a million years yeah. ago. Yeah. I mean, oh, I want. I want him to dust off the old notebooks and bring it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Glenn's Glenn's fantastic, man. He is. You can. He's he's a he's a gifted gifted dude. Now, here's the here's the fly, the fly in the ointment. Uh, I know you're running for governor in Texas, right? You're 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 doing yeah. this. You have you have committed to this. Won't the won't the radio show get in the way? Won't the live shows get in the way? Aren't there like equal oh, there's no time? There's no question about it. I mean, you know, if 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 this thing gets really on the rails, we've got pro- we've got another year before we have to declare anything. Um, right now, my main goal is to get the the red seats uh, gained and retained come this November in Texas because it's getting very purplish. Yeah, uh, we have a huge influx of Californians that are coming in. They don't know how to vote. It's not that they're bad people; they just don't know how to vote and they don't know how to speak up and they don't know how to to, to have a backbone because they've never been allowed to in California. And this is by God, Texas. So, uh, you know, we're focused on this election coming up and I started a, I started a pack. I started a keep Texas great pack. And so we're raising money to try to help get these guys reelected. I was in Mount Rushmore when the mask mandate, uh, I was at Mount Rushmore when the mask mandate came down, I was with, uh, Don Jr. And I just had an extra glass of wine and I'm sitting there going, you know what? I'm sick of this. And I jumped on Twitter and said, that's it. I'm running for governor of Texas. And I had no <laughs> idea how big it was going to blow up. Uh, it, it's a it's a 
it's a pay cut. I can tell you that it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it, it's a very big limitation of my own personal freedom to be able to do a lot of things because, you know, I've already been dropped from a couple of boards that I was on, uh, that served the veteran community because you can't, you can't have a political leaning and be on these boards. Right. So, right. uh, anyway, that's, it's, it's sort of been interesting to watch the support that's there. Some of the, look, Look, dude, I, I've lived a rock star life. You know this. I, I've, I've. People say you got skeletons in your closet. I'm like, no, nah, the closet burned down a long time ago. <laughs> skeletons are out walking around in the front yard, dude. Uh, we just, we just own that. But at the end of the day, I'm a patriot. I'm a conservative. I love this country. I love this state, and I loved Greg Abbott. I, I still love Greg Abbott. I, I like the man. I don't know what the hell's going on in his head right now. It's just insane. I mean, he just came out with a new mandate wanting people to wear their masks in their homes in the state of Texas. No, and, he didn't. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, this is just insanity at this point. Uh, so uh, there's some there's some there's some folks out there that may throw their hat in the ring uh, for governor. And yeah. I've talked with them. Uh, I would be excited if they did that. Um, but I'm going to stay in this thing and run for real. I'm going to have the conversations that need to be had. And, you know, if it comes down to it, that people actually want to vote for me, then they vote for me. But if I can yeah. talk them out of it, I will, because I promise you, uh, I'm going to run on a hard conservative platform that is all about personal liberty and personal responsibility, because we got to be free, man. We have got to have freedom. And so goes Texas, so goes the nation, man. And, and so to the degree that we can embrace liberty, I think we're going to see it in America because we are at a we're at a crucial crux in this moment of history for America. It, we, we really are. And it's it's too funny. Well, it's not funny, but ironic, I guess I should say. Uh, years ago, I had a sit down. I was interviewing uh, Ann Coulter and say what you will about Ann. I, I sure. thoroughly enjoy her company. She is smart. She's hilarious. But she, she was saying back in uh, 2015 that it's just a numbers game. It's just a numbers game and it's a matter of time. And if you get if you have Pelosi and the crew in, in Congress and then you have Joe Biden, who who is he's a puppet, he'll do whatever they want. They'll, yep. they'll give amnesty to everybody, and then there'll just be so many Democrats, it won't matter. It won't matter what great ideas we have on the right. It, it'll just be a numbers game, uh, and then we're really, really screwed. So that's to me, that's what makes, like you're saying, it's a tipping point. We are at a tipping point, and, yep. we, and we need guys like like uh, you and me and, and, and Hainer and... Uh, anyone else like in the entertainment business just to be like, hey, we're having a good time. Listen, in, in the war of ideas, in the battle of ideas, the, the deck is stacked in our favor. It's stacked. It's the only way to go. Well, All and, right, and, you man. People, and you have people who know how to communicate. You just list it off, you know, guys like yourself, guys like Brian Hayner know how to communicate. And, and that that's what I'm calling on people to do is speak up. And, yeah. and learn to debate and, and don't go on the defensive, go on the attack, because that's where that's where the key is. You know, Andrew Breitbart said, uh, you know, years before he passed, he said, uh, don't you go on the attack. Don't let your opponent dictate the rules of the debate. You've got to go after them. And that's where we're living right now. 
Yeah. And it's crucial that people who have a voice, have a platform, have the, but I'm so tired of these pro athletes out here that I know are conservative, for instance, and they don't speak up, but yet you got these lefty crazies that are bowing down to China and kneeling for the flag and everything else that are out there. And I'm like, you guys got to speak up. You got to quit being wusses. You got to speak up. Yep. Before it's too late. Hey buddy, uh, where, where can people see you live next? Uh, we're headed to Liberty Township, um, Ohio, outside of Cincinnati, in between Cincinnati and Dayton. We'll be there uh, this next weekend, and uh, going to be there Friday, Saturday night. So we're back on the road, dude. I mean, we've been in we've been in eight cities and eight states in the last eight weeks. Man. So uh, we're back at it. I'm happy to see the clubs are opening up, but people can find my schedule at WatchChad.com, and uh, we're we're going at it. We're not slowing down. We're back on the road. We're like I said. You know, uh, freedom is freedom. And if people want to wear a mask, wear a damn mask. If you don't, don't. Um, it's, it's time to move on with life. Dig it. Dig it. Well, hey, have great shows. I'm insanely jealous. I'll reach <laughs> out to you uh, via via text message. We're going to line up some more shows, hopefully Please. before the election and before you have to donate all your monies back to your uh, Chad for Governor Super PAC. <laughs> uh, I will talk to you soon, man. Be safe out there. Give Party Foul Steve my best. I sure will. I'll see you today, man. I miss that little maniac. Tell him to get your guitar tuned up and get the band going. (laughs) I love it, Appreciate you, man. Stay strong out there, Michael. All right. Talk to you soon, buddy. Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. As a small business owner, you deserve more. More confidence, more connectivity, more of the tools that help your business thrive. And at Cox Business, you can expect more from us. We don't just have sales reps. We have perfect plan identifiers. People who will work with you to make sure your business gets everything it needs and nothing that it doesn't. Your business deserves more, and that's why you can expect more from Cox Business. Call 800-526-8572 to switch today. Oh, yes. That was a good time. That was a good time. I like that dude. I like that dude. I was talking a little bit about it, uh, Gimlet, in in the interview, about being so insanely jealous of... uh, I could have done 20 minutes with Chad just about uh, Glenn Beck's setup down there in Texas. But Glenn, very wisely, he's a big Star Wars fan. He has the original Darth Vader. He has one of the suits used in... The original Star Wars, the 1977 uh, A New Hope. He has stormtrooper suits. He has lightsabers. He has blasters. He ha- he's he got it all. It's so fantastic. So big shout out. 
make sure you check out uh, Chad out on the road. And then I think that uh, probably, uh, as, I, as I was telling him, I'm going to try to put some shows together uh, for a few more. I'd like to do a, a couple more Freedom to Laugh shows before the uh, election, which brings me to this later on today. Atlanta, please. Atlanta, please. Well, here's here, the, I know the punchline is now trying to reopen. Mm-hmm. We got a little uh, problem here in New York, and that's when I'm, as soon as we uh, finish this, uh, I got to get my happy ass down to Governor's Comedy Club. There's a protest there today. The guy who owns Governor's Comedy Club and the Brokerage Comedy Club, he's got like three of them out here on Long Island, did a very smart thing, did a very safe thing. He opened up an outdoor club. The mm-hmm. It's very safe. The tables are far apart. It's all the guidelines, all of it, all of it. So he could stem the flow of the losses. He's losing his shirt. Sure. He's losing his shirt. So he could do a little, he could do these little tiny shows outside, weather permitting. This is Long Island. You know, right. there's, there's weather. It looks like it might rain this afternoon. Uh, so Cuomo's like, yeah, no, no live shows. But now the fire marshal and everybody, yeah, he was, we were doing shows out there. Everything was great. It was so great to be back on stage. Wonderful, wonderful. Then, uh, then last week, uh, Cuomo says, yeah, you're not doing any more shows. No more, no more ticketed. I think it's no more ticketed entertainment. If you're, if you're selling a ticket for something, maybe you could do, uh, maybe if you, if you gave it away, you could do it. But it's ridiculous. It's redunculous. I'm going to be protesting today. I'm going to be out there. I don't. I don't think we're going to riot. I don't think we're going to loot a Target. I think it will be a, <laughs> a more traditional, peaceful protest. I ain't going to get my Portland on, but it's it's horrible. It's like they're going out of their way to keep people miserable. Absolutely. It, it, it makes that, that just makes no sense. None. <clears throat> There is None no, whatsoever. there is no documented outdoor transmission. We're almost a week out from Sturgis and you're not yeah. hearing about some massive breakout there. Yeah. And that was hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. I bet that was great. I mean, we have, we have outdoor screens here that are showing movies on Friday nights for families that are socially distanced on the green. We have our, we have our, outdoor concert series running and they literally like take like they would for football right you know the chalk lines and whatever and they put boxes out to keep family groups apart here's how we'd like you to space during this concert this isn't hard no and george's numbers are going down just like new york's numbers went down and now that we understand about t-cell immunity everything new york is doing is just stupid they've already become sweden new york has if you look at their case rates, right? Because yeah. locking people down didn't stop people from getting sick. No, it's it appears to make make it. You there's there there's an argument to be made that the lockdown makes it worse. Oh yeah, but I mean, if you look at Sweden, they have you know two hundred to three hundred cases a day, and they have thirty five people in the hospital. They're they're pretty much done. They're done because what they're finding over and over and over again, and Dr. Anthony Fauci finally had to mention it because it was getting so big online, like the cat was out of the bag, right? 
your yeah. long-term immunity, your T cells, if you've been exposed to other coronaviruses, react to COVID nineteen. It's uh, it's it's shocking, and I, I'm, you know, they we can they, we can have arguments about this stuff, and I'm I'm all mm-hmm. for arguments, but uh, holy smoke, it don't I don't see why you wouldn't want to make things actively worse, and I always, I always. And I try to highlight it, the, the success that Sweden has had. Uh, now, granted, culturally, there are some – there's one big difference with Sweden where they have the – I think the majority of their population lives alone. Or they have the highest number of people who just they, – they live in their own house. They live in their own yep. apartment. So that might give them a bit of an edge. Uh, however, never had a lockdown. Never had it. Never, they just I mean, ask people to be cool. The the whole point of it is, I mean, George is basically doing that now. Hey, you know, maintain some good social distance. Wear a mask if you feel you need to. You don't have to if you don't. Some businesses require them. But, I mean, I'll tell you that the grocery store I go to implemented a mask policy about, I don't know, three weeks ago. They put yeah. the sign in such an obscure place. So I'm walking in and out unmasked. <laughs> and they never said anything to me, you know, yeah. it, it, because I mean, I just, I didn't see the sign. I've seen it now. So I try to be respectful of their policy, but I mean, we're not having people deck each other or mace yeah. each other when somebody's not wearing a mask, but in general, we're with our friend groups that we're with all the time. And either this thing has already run through us or we're not going to get it. That's just, I mean, we've been doing it for months now and yeah you know, family groups and whatever else. And, but there's no, there's no serious prohibitions on what my town can offer for entertainment outdoors. I mean, is it, aren't they eating outdoors at restaurants in New York city? Why, why is it okay to serve people food outside, yes. but it's not okay to sit and listen to a comedy show. There, there's no basis in science for that. It's, None. it's insane. And, and that is what we're protesting today. You're getting me fired up. I might, have to loot a target now we might have to loot a target just to show we're serious will you just go for gucci or something serious come on buy a target well they they i think they did that in in one of the cities they 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 did a louis vuitton or chanel or something chicago america yeah yeah so speaking of chicago and and uh the police there and the tough time i i didn't i wanted to have this in the in the a block of the show I'm not a trained professional, and I forgot. Uh, I've got to give you guys an update. We have started a, a fund, and I'll kind of explain it here. I've, I've never done a GoFundMe before. I've been talking about it on the Facebook Live. I finally just just dove in. I just dove in. It can't be that hard to do. I kind of – is it perfect? No, but I did it. I should, the video should have explained blah, blah, whatever, whatever. Here's the idea. It's called Backing the Blue. And I was speaking to a buddy of mine who's who just retired from the NYPD. And boy, he timed that out right. He, he got out just under the wire. There's a couple precincts, and I'm not going to name them now. But we were talking to the, the head of the union. There's a couple precincts in, the, in one of the five boroughs that's really getting hammered. I mean, worse than anybody else. So as uh, as the head of the loftestparty.com and all that stuff, I wanted to do something nice. As, as it, it might seem like a hollow gesture. 
uh, but I want to do this. I want to do it. I want to get everyone uh, lunch at this precinct. I just want them to come to work one day and just, okay, that's one less problem they have to worry about. So that's what the GoFundMe is all about. And it's all about, I want to be able to do all the shifts. There's a lot of people that that come in and out of there. I don't want just to have like, oh, it's the afternoon shift. You know, they get a lunch and then the morning shift. And the, Right, I want to take care of everybody. So we're trying to raise uh, $2,000. It'll probably be a little bit more expensive than that, quite honest. But I, I felt, I didn't, I don't, I don't. I felt there was like a shady element. I don't want anything to be shady about this at all. So that's what we're trying to do. And then I, I didn't realize GoFundMe takes a cut, but whatever. I'll, I'll figure out a way to make up the difference. Right now, we've raised almost 700 bucks, And I would love to uh, have this ready and, and good to go as soon as we can. You guys have, some of you listeners, I know you've you've already donated the link is always going to, I'm going to be bugging the Facebook people because there's, there's 31,000 people on Facebook. So that's where I'm going to be doing most of the posting. There is a link at the loftusparty.com uh, for backing the blue. That's the name of the, that's the name of the fund. It'll also be at, at Facebook and then you can always search it up, I guess, on GoFundMe backing the blue, but that's what we're trying to do. It's just a nice gesture for, they're having a horrible time. Uh, so, so that's, that's the idea of it. I just, faith without actions is dead. If, if we're just hanging out and, and bitching and not doing anything, why are we here? That's so it's a way you can donate five bucks, 10 bucks. Listen, I know it's, it's tough right now, so I don't, I don't want to ask for too much, but whatever, whatever you feel comfortable with, it's fantastic. So, uh, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing with those guys. I would be remiss. Oh, I got I to gotta get to the Gutfeld story before we get out of here. I got to tell. We got to do the Gutfeld story. We got to do uh, a little bit about the, the Batman trailer. And uh, we got to talk a little bit about the post office. And this whole postal thing, which is this great, vast... What it's the it's the newest conspiracy on the left, but I feel like like we're we have a responsibility to talk about this. I can see why they're pimping vote by mail because they're they're trying to you know they're doing a very good job of scaring everybody. COVID's gonna kill you. The Wuhan's gonna kill you. It's gonna kill you. Like there's a there was a survey done by Franklin Templeton. There's a bunch yep. of Americans that think that like thirty percent of the country's already dead, and here's who gets it. Like they they think it's. Mm-hmm. Really, really horrible. It's so wrong. So wrong. It, it is, but they're, they're, they're selling fear. They're selling mm-hmm. fear, like we were talking about last week, so that people who aren't enthusiastic about voting for Joe Biden, they'll go, ah, crap, this thing came in the mail. You know what? It'll, it'll only take a second. I'll pop it in the mail. Bing, bang. I'll be done. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to compensate for the lack of enthusiasm on my part. Now to what Trump is saying about it's a horrible scam and they're going to try to steal the election. I'm with him 110%. Oh, it's, sure. It's worth saying that uh, the postal, the post office union, there is a union of postal workers. They've endorsed Biden. So they have skin in the game. They have skin in the game. If you don't think they'll do a better job collecting from one neighborhood 
and not the other neighborhood, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. When they go to neighborhoods like, oh, boy, that guy's that guy. No, that guy has a Trump sign in his lawn. Oopsie. I guess his ballot won't count. You know what? How about no one from this neighborhood? But you they they know they know this is like if you look at what happened in Orange County, they can track. They have years and years of data. They're like this little neighborhood Mm -hmm. always votes Democrat. So if we need to get ballots, go to that neighborhood. It is rigging the election. I think, too, though, if you think about it and what else came out in that Franklin Templeton survey was that Republicans are much more fact based about COVID and have a clearer understanding than Democrats do. Yes. So we have also had Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Deborah Burks come out and say voting in person is fine. Dr. Fauci compared it to going to Walmart. Dr. Burks compared it to going to Starbucks. So yep. I want to know why the Democrats are not listening to the experts. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think you will find a larger share of Republicans going actually to the ballot box, to the places to vote, because we understand the risks better. Number one. And number two, we want to make sure our vote counts, because with the disenfranchisement we're seeing in in vote by mail in New York, in New Jersey. I mean, New Jersey is having to redo its election. Yeah, I just posted. I, I just mean, posted a story about that at theloftestparty.com. Yeah, I mean, and, and these are these are Democrat primaries. This is these are votes that are affecting Democrats that are big problems. So, I mean, when you're talking about that one precinct in New York disenfranchising nearly one in five voters, yeah, I I mean, I I legitimately think the Democrats are kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Well. I they know what they're doing. That like Nancy Pelosi, she's no chaos. dummy. I want yeah. the, they want the chaos. Yeah, they want they the want... chaos of people not having confidence in the outcome. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So we have to uh, we have to fight the old uh, vote by mail with everything. All right, we're gonna we'll probably revisit more of this. Uh, I don't think this post office business is gonna go away. And and the other thing, and I'll probably do a video about this, but the post office is the ultimate example of big government and wasteful spending once Mm -hmm. upon a time once upon a time back in the olden days ben franklin yada yada that was cool the post office that was a that was a game changer that was like the internet that was the speed of light you could get a letter from new york to philly you could get a letter to oh my gosh and then we had a train and you could get this you oh my gosh you could you could converse with someone in san francisco from new york and the letter would only take a, a month it was light speed and while it's like not technically a government program no one can argue that the post office has ever since then ever since then run at peak efficiency it is no you just keep shoveling money at it you keep shoveling money at it and now when competition rears its ugly head with you know these other delivery services and ups and amazon they're eating they're eating the post office lunch you have to they they lose billions of dollars and why doesn't amazon just start giving people stamps for five cents and when they are running around a neighborhood pick up the mail yeah. You know Jeff I, Bezos is going to start doing that, right? Yeah, that dude, he's another smart one. Yeah, I I I very fond like I love the I love the post. I like the postman. I think it's cool. I like their wacky trucks. 
I like the the origin story. It's all good. But hey, you got to play ball in the 21st century. You're going to go the way of a dodo, don't you know? Okay, two mm-hmm. things. Two things before we cross the finish line here. Good news on uh, the new Batman movie with uh, Robert Pattinson. The trailer came out today. You guys can see that at theloftestparty.com. It looks good. It looks good. It's got a very... looks dark. Yeah, I've been hearing that a lot. But listen, production was interrupted because of COVID. I'm glad they came Mm -hmm. out with a trailer at all. Yes, it kind of does look like they might have used one filter too many. I don't care, though. I don't care, though. Oh, I didn't mean that. I meant thematically. Oh, okay. Well, I've seen like some complaints Joker, online. Like, 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 like Heath Ledger's Joker, that kind of dark. Yeah. I was getting, yeah. like, you know what it kind of, it reminded me a bit of Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old The old Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman Seven. It had that vibe. That and I'm crazy. like, thank God. Thank God it is the... It's the flip side. I saw the new trailer for Wonder Woman. That's also at theloftestparty.com. You can check that out. And that is a recipe for disaster. Every It's all really? like joke. Oh, you can. We've said this before on this show. And I said it in my review of, of the trailer. Here's the recipe for disaster. And you can go back to Superman with Christopher Reeves in the 70s for this one. They treated it seriously. Richard Donner, the director, loved Superman. He treated it seriously. And because there was dramatic tension, the moments of comedy really stood out. Like, you had so much great dramatic tension when Ned Beatty or Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor, give it up one time for that dude. He would do something funny, and it was was hilarious. But you need that dramatic tension. So then the next one... Uh, Warner Brothers like, well, let's do more of those jokes. People love the jokes. And then it becomes just a joke-a-thon. It's campy. It's horrible. And with Wonder Woman, it, it's it, it's like they did that in light speed. They did it at light speed. The first, the Wonder Woman with, with Gal Gadot, it was wonderful. They took they took it seriously. It worked. It was great. It was fantastic. Even for the, the, the story problems I had with the villain and yada, 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 it worked. I was very much mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing now you have uh, Kirsten Wig from SNL as a villain. It never works, you guys. It never works. Sorry, she's a comedian. She's a comedian. She's not a dramatic actress. She hasn't. So it's gonna. You're gonna be expecting jokes from her. There's lots of jokes out of uh, uh, Wonder Woman's boyfriend, who's back from the dead. The whole thing takes place in the '80s. There's parachute pant jokes. There. It's just joke, 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 joke. And uh, I, I feel I don't think I don't think it's death for the Wonder Woman franchise, but it looks like it's going to hurt. Well, it no, because like it has Gal Gadot. Well, it, she's not going to get. It's not going to be rated R. So, all right. Um, so that's a, that's our little superhero geeky nerdy uh, uh, portion of the show. I'm going to be doing some live streaming of some video games in the next couple of weeks. Life is getting very very. Uh, crazy right now but we're doing our best we're all doing our best i'll let you know here's the here's the great gutfeld story here's the great gutfeld story so uh i get the the heads up from the producer hey we'd like to have you back on the show it's always great to be on i'm a, I'm a I, I legitimately am a big fan of 
of Gutfeld. I'm a big fan of uh, the show and what he all of it. So I'm happy, right? So I, I've sent in my talking points, and and one of the things that we're going to be talking about is this this couple in Australia. This woman, she broke up with her boyfriend. He played a prank on her where he put up these flyers all over the city saying, I'm offering a prize of $100 for whoever does the best Chewbacca impression. Call this number. And it was his ex-girlfriend's number. So uh, so that was one of the things we we're going to comment on. So we go down. I'm, I'm down at like a little remote studio. You can't be in, in Fox. And Greg does his opening monologue. And he's talking about the DNC convention and how they were saying. And then he says this. He goes, you know, blah, 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 said something. And then he goes, cue the orgasms. So he said that in a rehearsal. Then we taped it live or we live to tape. And he, and he did it again. Cue the orgasms. So I'm like, OK, well, I guess I guess we know that word is on the table now. That's going into mm -hmm. the show. So if the word is on the table, maybe I could do a little act out. So we get we get into the segment and, and we're talking about the Chewbacca thing. And I go, well, maybe this guy didn't. Maybe it's not a prank. Maybe uh, this is what his girlfriend needed uh, sexually. Maybe they were in bed and she's like, oh, baby, do the Chewbacca voice. Do the Chewbacca voice. And he's doing his best. He's like, ah, ah. But he sounds like Pee Wee Herman. Okay, so we're all good. We're all good. And then I go, so they break up, but he wants her to be satisfied, so he starts this contest. Now she gets home, she listens to her voicemail, and she hears, and she just has multiples. And then I, like, shook my body again, <laughs> like, like I was her, listening to my voicemail, having a big, giant orgasm. Evidently, that was a bridge too far. That ah. was, that did not make the show so uh they they Maybe cut they around thought it. you were having a seizure oh uh, yeah i thought it was hilarious i thought it was hilarious right. uh and i was sad to see it go but oh well i will uh we'll ask we'll ask greg that about that when uh it, when and if uh now it's he, an if yeah oh no he's he said some uh he he reassured me after we got finished okay a wonderful show. Big shout out to Chad Prather. Uh, go see him live. We had a lot of fun. Go to theloftestparty.com. Thanks for listening. Uh, Australia, I know you're there. Haiti, I feel you. UK, Canada, uh, all of the uh, wild and wacky countries that listen to the show. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. Uh, and stay in touch. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you check out the, the, the Facebook page. Make sure you're signed up for that. It's all good. Tell your friend, have a great week for the Gimlet. This is Michael from the Loftus Party. Talk to you later, you sexy heathens. <laughs>